Welcome to Reading, Writing, and Rain. This is a podcast about books, writing, and my writer's journey. I'm your host, Rain Coleman. You can follow me on Twitter at Coleman Rain. That link will be in the show notes. When listening, uh, please feel free to use the hashtag RWRPod to share your thoughts. We're going to make this a conversation. If you'd like to use the longer hashtag, that's fine as well. It's hashtag ReadingWritingRain. I'll check that one as well. And you can email me at ReadingWritingRain at gmail.com. Um, just in case you have questions, additional things, additional characters that aren't allowed on Twitter. <laughs> and when I say not allowed, I mean the character-wise, not content-wise. Don't uh, send me no crazy messages, y'all. <laughs> so welcome back. Welcome back, guys. This is the second episode of Reading, Writing, and Rain. Uh, thank you guys for joining me yet again. Now, this episode... We're going to go over WIP or work in progress. Now, before getting to the work in progress, I do want to take a few steps back and talk about uh, two different types of publishing. One is self-publishing and one is traditional publishing. Again, you may know everything that I'm saying. This might be the first time you've heard it and you might be kind of familiar somewhere in between. Um, again, this is my writer's journey, so I'm take you along with me. And uh, so if you do hear some things, and you're like, oh, I know this already. Just bear with me, guys. <laughs> Use that hashtag to let me know um, what you're thinking. Now, self-publishing, traditional publishing, what's the difference, what's better, what's worse, blah, 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 whatever. Now, with self-publishing, it is where the writer takes on all the responsibilities associated with publishing that book you'll be in charge of everything from editing formatting cover design marketing releasing the book Um, and then being in charge means you have to do everything yourself now when i say have to that's just to get the idea in your head that you are the boss you are the head cheese the big person in charge that doesn't mean that you have to do everything on your own with self-publishing of course you can Hire out people to do your formatting, do your editing, um, do your cover art. Hell, you can even have someone write the book, ghost write the book for you if you'd like. But all in all, it comes the responsibility comes back on you, the author. Traditional publishing, that's when you work with a third-party publisher to release your book. Now, uh, with traditional publishing, the publisher will manage all the editing, design work, um, they'll release it, they'll do the marketing, they'll have different imprints that you could probably go through, and then with that option, the uh, publisher pays the author a small percentage of royalties, whereas with the self-publishing, everything, you're the big person in charge, everything is yours, profits as well whereas with traditional publishing it's a percentage so pretty much you are exchanging your book (laughs) for the publisher services they may have a little bit more insight or um or hands-on approach of like what your book looks like what some of the characters are doing you know um what options will they be published or will it be paperback hardback blah 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 and all that good stuff And when it comes down to pros and cons, you can figure those out for yourself. Um, And we may go over those a little bit more in detail in a later episode. But I just kind of wanted to get the idea of self-publishing and traditional publishing out there on the table. So you could have that in the back of your head. I think it'll kind of help with the conversation here. Though we aren't getting into publishing in this episode, it's mainly just my WIP, my work in progress. 
Um, so WIP or work in progress is just as it is, just as it sounds, the work that you're currently working on. Now, I have been working, <laughs> how do I put this? I've been writing for years, decades even, and I have quite a few WIPs out there. Now, I don't know if you would call them works in progress if you haven't like worked on them in a few months or even a few years, but I have a few manuscripts out there that are not completely done. Uh, but I do have one work that I'm currently working on at the time of this recording. I am, I've just outlined now, when I first started writing, like I said, I didn't get a degree in writing. I didn't pursue writing um, at a collegiate level. And so all I've done is just gone with my gut. That being said, I've been more of a pantser my entire writing career. Pantser versus a planner. A planner is someone who outlines and plans their book, or at least portions of the book, whereas a pantser just sits down and writes by the seat of their pants. And that's what I have done. Um, I've, I learned about outlining <laughs> and about how it can help your writing. And I was one of those people who thought, well, if you plan and outline everything, then you're not really going to be creative because you're telling everything, like all the creativeness is gone because you're getting all of it out the way up front. And I learned that that is not the case because even when I was pantsing back in the days of writing in a 70 page notebook, I still was either getting insight from other people and letting that help shape how I uh, wrote the next portion of a story. I go back to that story I wrote in the eighth grade. I remember writing a chapter or two, having some classmates read it, and then going to some of them and like, okay, you as a girl, if someone did this, that, and the third, or this character did this and that, what would you do going forward? What would you say? You as a guy, you play football, what does this, 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 and that, or how would you handle this? And so that would then inform how I would proceed to the next chapters. Like I knew I wanted, you know, the main characters to get on the elevator and kiss, but that being the end goal, I still have to get there. So even though I've kind of retroactively <laughs> identified as a pantser, I don't know that I've ever fully been a sit down and just write and that's it. I've taken breaks. I've, you know, planned out a few things in my head, some stuff I wrote on paper, bullet points or whatever. I say, I bring this up because with this current work in progress, I have just finished my outline about maybe five days or so ago and this is this <laughs> words this is significant because <clears throat> as a pantser writing stories i've always just sat down and wrote and i've liked what i've come up with but i wasn't i want to say i wasn't aware but i didn't i underestimated the power that is one an outline and to a second, third, fourth, and fifth draft. There are a lot of books and stories that I've written where it was just the first draft and I was done. Cause I was like, well, this is it. This is the story. Like there's anything else is changing the story. Um, there's one book in particular that I wrote in the eighth or ninth grade. And looking back on it, there are like three characters that could have been combined 
to be one person. And that would have made this story a hell of a lot better. But these are things that I've come to learn later on. And I've published, I've self-published all the books that I've written. They are my babies. They're close to my heart. But being in a space now where I'm a bit more focused on what it is to write, what it means to write, the business of writing, everything that goes into it, there are things I would have done differently and there are things that I am doing differently. So that being said, you know, take a drink every time I say that being said, that being said, I have never completed an outline. I've never produced a full and complete outline. In all of my years of writing, in all of my years of even learning to outline to produce a better story, I have never completed a full outline. I did that with this current work in progress. Blew my mind. This book started off as one thing, and it started off with like eight or nine main characters, like an ensemble cast murder mystery um holiday story and it has become something entirely different and i love that i love that i love that for me not to like toot my own horn but i love that for me i have never completed a full outline and so with going through the brainstorming stage and getting my ideas out and just kind of throwing everything that i had in my head against the wall and then moving the pieces around to make it work what I've learned is that you cannot be so dead set on anything. If I had have just been, if I had have been so stuck on my original idea, I don't know if one, I would have completed the outline and two, if I would have been happy with this work in progress. So taking a few steps back, I love that idea that I started with. I'm actually going to use that for something else later on down the line. However, with this story that I'm working on now and trying to give me a first, second, and third act, moving the different characters around, scaling down the cast was like a big deal for me. I am always, and I don't know what this says about me or what this means, but I always go to the large group. I My instinct is never to do a simple romance, boy meets girl, girl meets girl, boy meets boy, just a regular simple romance. I have to go big or go home, but the thing that I miss with the going big is the scaling back. It's fine to go big if you want a story about elephants who fly, who talk to dolphins, who live as people on the planet Mars, and the ruling class versus the, I don't know, the sad poor i don't know whatever you get what i'm saying if you want to write this story do that but do it in a way that makes sense for you and do it in a way that makes sense for the story i know that that eight person holiday horror murder mystery story that i had is a good story but that's not the story i need to be telling right now and this is the first time that i've really been able to look at myself in the early stages too, not after I've written like, you know, 20,000 words, like in the early stages, looked at myself and said, now, self, you know better. 
you know better. This is way too much right now. <laughs> so I'm so proud of myself for that. And um, I'd like for you guys to let me know what are some of your writer accomplishments. You know, if your your epiphanies like that, like has there ever been a moment in your writing journey where you're like, you've caught yourself or you've come up with an idea and you know you've been able to self-edit yourself, not necessarily your story, but yourself to kind of manage your expectations or even um, get more ideas out or push yourself to write a few more chapters. Like give me some of your accomplishments as a writer. Use that hashtag RWRPod or Reading Writing Rain and let me know about your accomplishments because I, I would really like to hear them. Give me that little bit of push and I'm hoping that this story is giving you <laughs> giving you that little bit of kick in the butt as well to do some of these self-editing things. So getting back to the work in progress. So I've scaled it down from eight people. Now the main characters is three. There's a few other people, ancillary characters, side characters and whatnot. But by doing that, the story came in so clear. This is another something that never really happened for me. Like as writing it and being a pantser, the story would come to me and I would write it. But at this point, finishing the outline is something I was able to do. Um, so I was able to self-edit, scale down the cast figure out the things that I needed to happen in the story and then build around those. I had three or four different like big major set pieces, a party here, an argument there, a breakup here, put them in the timeline and then work my way backwards, forward, left, right, up, down, diagonal, all that. And it came so, I don't want to say so easy, but the story came to me in a way that was not as challenging as I think it would have been had I have been so hell-bent on staying with that original eight-person story. Like I said, I want to use that story later on, but I felt like with that story, trying to make it work, trying to juggle so many personalities, so many characters, so many spaces, so many set pieces, so many events. It's not unheard of, and I know I can do it, but that's not this story. And trying to force that in to be this one holiday novel with things, it just, it wasn't working. Once I let my guard down, relaxed, and got rid of those things that were the first shiny new idea and allowed that to become what it is today, everything came much easier than it would have. And then it had been in the past, to be quite honest. Um, and I'm very happy with this story. I really am. I'm happy with the story. I'm happy with the characters. And though I am complete, I'm done with the outline, there are spaces for me to kind of move things around, maybe add in a person here, take a person out there, maybe throw in another little event if it matters or if it helps serve the story. But I realized that I... That for a lot of years, I was stuck on trying to make my initial idea work. And it's not, what's the point of having imagination if you're only going to go with the first thing that comes to mind? Like, what is the point? It, it, why? <laughs> and so, letting myself take the story Letting myself relax enough and be comfortable enough to let this story go into another space got me the outline I have today. 
So I'm currently working on this book. And the funny thing is with Camp NaNoWriMo coming up next month, this book, I so let's, let's walk this back a bit. <laughs> um, last year, November 2020, I participated in NaNoWriMo in November, National Novel Writing Month, for those of you who aren't aware. It is a um, November month-long writing event where everyone across the world tries to get to 50,000 words or complete a full novel from the 1st of November to the 30th of November. I did not win NaNoWriMo, but I wrote a book, a thriller, a murder mystery thriller, you, you know, my I was in my wheelhouse. I was in my bag, so to speak. And it was a good story, but I haven't finished it. There are a lot of moving parts, so that's uh, my second, technically first, work in progress, and I'm still playing with, figuring things out, moving stuff around, and I'll be, that'll come later. I bring that up because I started that in November, and I was working on it well into January, February, March, and then I decided to take a break with that, put that on the back burner, work on something else, to just get a first draft out so I can revisit that original story, give myself time away from those characters and all those events, and then, you know, kind of go from there. And so with the NaNoWriMo, there are two camps, one in April, one in July, and then there's the National Novel Writing Month in November. This project that I'm working on now, where I've scaled down my characters from eight to about three, is I started planning that back in March, April-ish, for July. But knowing myself and knowing the way that I've approached NaNoWriMo the last few years, I've never won NaNoWriMo. I'm not upset about it completely. <laughs> but I knew that I could not approach this story for Camp NaNoWriMo July the way that I've approached National Novel Writing Month in November in the past few years. Of course, I've done Preptober. I've planned everything to get ready for November. But knowing myself, that's another thing with this work in progress. I've learned myself. I need more time. I figured if you go ahead, write things out, start getting the ball rolling, get your brain brain dump out, get all of the ideas you have, see if they'll stick, get your characters together, get your storyline, get your plot, get your arcs, and then start planning it early enough that by the time July ro rolls around, even if you've already started, let's say you wrote out the first chapter, it's not technically cheating, you're going to, I know myself. And I know that I can't wait until July 1st to decide, okay, let's get this going. I have to get started a bit sooner. I have to give myself time to get acclimated to this world, these characters. like All of that being said, I have done things differently with this book than I've done with others. And I feel like this is going to be the time that I actually, quote unquote, win NaNoWriMo. You know, and so this is my Camp NaNoWriMo July project, and I've I've started planning everything early. So once I put in my different set pieces, my different events and arguments and big things to occur in the book, and everything came out so naturally, I was able to finish the complete outline. And that's the moral of the story, not being so hell-bent on forcing this one thing to work, forcing what you think thought or what was your initial idea to be 
the idea you end up with. Being more flexible as a writer and allowing yourself to scrap an entire project, scrap pieces of it. Like though, and I've said it <laughs> several times during this podcast, but though I got rid of the eight-person story, there's pieces of that that did find its way into this one. And there's pieces of that that I will be uh, using moving forward in another project. Even this current work in progress has been altered. Like I finished up the entire outline that I know everything that's going to happen. And I wrote, I got my ending. Once I had my ending, I was able to work backwards. So excited. Like, oh, this is a solid, good ending. I sat on that for about three or four days. And what I thought was going to be my ending, I actually got rid of it completely. I just scrapped it. And it was something that happens in books and movies and stories and TV shows. I was like, oh, I've seen enough of this. I've seen enough of this that, yeah, this would be interesting, but I think it would be predictable. And I sat on it for another few days. And I came up with, and not thinking about, oh, this has, I need to come up with a better ending. No, I came up with an ending. I was fine with that. But then I another one hit me randomly while going through the characters, going through some of the events that happened, trying to make sure I tied up loose ends, that there were no plot holes. There was nothing just, you know, you know, you can get a book and there's some things you're like, well, what happened to Timmy? They locked him in the closet in chapter 15 and he never came back. So making sure like going over this outline with a fine tooth comb, it hit me. It was like, well, why don't you just do X, Y, and Z since you've taken out A, B, and C? And I just, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the ticket. This is what I needed. So, yeah, again, the moral of the story is be flexible. Be flexible and be kind to yourself. And don't beat yourself up because this idea you have isn't working. Or this thing that you want to happen, you just can't make it happen. Or the fact that you can make this happen, but in doing so, you're adding on 20,000 extra words that don't need to be there. Or you're having to jump through hoops and, you know, put a square peg through a round hole to make this work. Don't, don't do that. And that's not to say that writing isn't challenging. Like, if you guys are listening you already know (laughs) if you the fact that you push play means that you know that writing can be challenging and um it doesn't mean that it's not going to be challenging it just means that you don't always have to end up in one space based off your initial idea be flexible enough and this is me and i'm I'm doing self-publishing i'm going the self-publishing route now as it pertains to traditional publishing there may be certain things that you have to add things that you have to remove events that must happen maybe some words that can't be said for all of that i i'm not 100 percent aware and that being said actually those of you listening, anyone who is going the self-publishing route, or if you've already done, uh, I'm sorry, anyone going the traditional publishing route, or if you have already traditionally published um, a book, let me know. Because you know, I think I'd like to have someone on who has gone the traditional publishing route to kind of go over what that process looks like. Um, like I said, I don't want to, don't just learn from my mistakes and my accomplishments. I want to learn from others as well and expose you guys 
to that as well, be another avenue of uh, education. So if you are a traditionally published author, um, please, by all means, please reach out, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at readingwritingrain at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to have you on and discuss that traditional publishing route and what that looks like, what it feels like, uh, you know, the stresses that go into it, the little things that maybe you don't think of when you say you want to traditionally publish, um, just all of that. So we're going to wrap up here. I, I'm happy with this story. I am so excited and I can't wait to be done because I really want this book out and I want you guys to read it over. Give me your, your thoughts, you know, enjoy it and, and, and tell me, hey, I love this character or I hated this. <laughs> I'd really be interested to know what you guys think. Um, but yeah, so we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you again for following me on this podcasting, writing, book loving journey. Um, Next episode, we will be in, well, I think it's the start of Camp NaNoWriMo for July. Either the start of or we'll be in it. I think it's the start. Either way, join me back here in two weeks for our next episode of Reading, Writing, and Rain. Um, again, follow me on Twitter. That's Coleman Rain, at Coleman Rain. And um, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, if you haven't, please check out the first episode, the inaugural intro episode, and, you know, learn a little bit more about me <laughs> if you haven't pressed play on that one already. And use those hashtags, RWRPod and hashtag ReadingWritingRain. So thank you all for joining me again for another week. Uh, be great to yourselves and great to others. And until next time, read something, write something, and come back and... Tell me, rain. <laughs> All right.